Hi podcast listeners welcome to this very first episode of The Candid Fitness I'm your host Abhimanyu Bhargav and I'm really excited to finally start this new journey Through this podcast I want to share my thoughts and experiences with the hope that we all will get to learn something new I'm also planning to invite guest speakers from time to time so that we can have genuine conversations and learn from their experiences So if you have topics in mind or you wish to be part of this podcast feel free to connect with me In today's episode I'll be sharing a personal story to explain what drives us to make a change and how can we apply that in the context of being able to work out regularly I really hope you guys enjoy this and if you do so please share this with your friends and colleagues and please do subscribe to my podcast let's get to it Most people contemplate for long enough before they even start a workout routine. And it's not that we are not aware of its benefits. We all are fully aware of how important daily movement is, not just for losing fat or looking good, but also for long-term health and longevity. But in spite of knowing all that, the motivation almost never kicks in. And even when it does, it's often short-lived. So what do we do? I think the answer lies in understanding what really motivates us. and how do we make sure that we don't overly rely on just that motivation to keep ourselves going back in 2017 when i was in brisbane there was this one time when i decided to give rowing a try while everyone else around me was bu- busy preparing for their christmas holidays so i enrolled in one of the well known rowing clubs which was about a 45 minutes bus ride from my house they had an instructor led 3 months learn to row program and i was quite excited to be learning a new sport But when I got their schedule there was this instant resistance within me which said this probably wasn't a good idea. There were two sessions per week. One was at 8:30 a.m. every Saturday and the other one was at 5:30 a.m. on Wednesdays. Yeah, you heard that. 5:30 a.m. Damn. To be there at 5:30, I have to wake up by 4:30 or even earlier. And Saturday morning 8:30 a.m. means I can pretty much forget about socializing with friends on a Friday night because rowing is really hard work and you are in the middle of a river with at least three more people in your boat so you can't really afford to screw up and go there with a hangover so i went there for my first class on saturday morning and it started off as a great experience there were about 15 others from a very diverse age group the youngest person was a 12 year old girl and oldest one was this 65 years old gentleman and they were all really friendly and really excited to learn and there was so much energy in that group The instructor took us through all the drills and techniques like how to wash the boat, how to hold the oars, difference between sculling and sweeping, uh, teamwork, boat configuration, safety on and off the river. So many things. It was just great and so exciting. We even got a homework which was to practice rowing on the gym machine so you get a hang of the rhythm. Because you know it's a team sport so everyone needs to row together to maintain balance and direction. So anyway after a while of theory we got onto a boat and started with our first practical lesson. Now that was one of the hottest days in Brisbane. For those of you listening and not from Australia, Australia being in southern hemisphere has opposite seasons compared to the rest of the world. So December in Brisbane feels like something like Mumbai during the month of May. It's really hot and humid. And the UV radiations are much severe in Australia. So 35 degrees feel like feels like 45. and i'm i'm not kidding i was literally roasted that day in the river and for the first time in my life i suffered few sunburns i mean i have a pretty dark skin so sunburns is not something i'm used to 
So it was that hot. So that day was extremely exhausting. And so I slept through the day and the next day wasn't too productive either. Now the day two was at 5.30 a.m. on a Wednesday. So on Tuesday night, I put an alarm for 4.30 a.m. And like a disciplined guy, I went to bed at 9. But obviously I wasn't used to sleeping so early. And so I couldn't. But I kept trying. I probably would have dozed off by 10.30 or so. But when I woke up, it was already 6.30. Honestly, this was unusual. But that day I somehow missed my alarm. So I thought, big deal, it's just one class. I'll be there next time. So a week went by and next Wednesday, I decided I will put two alarms so I don't miss it. And so next morning I did wake up on time. But then my brain convinced me that it was still dark outside and I was supposed to have an important client meeting that day. So it's okay to not go today. And so I decided to skip it again. I know what you're thinking. Lame excuses. So another week passed by and I skipped next Wednesday as well. I was supposed to practice rowing on the gym machine, but I didn't do that either. Why? I guess there's no particular reason. I just didn't feel like doing it. So obviously my progress was much slower than expected. In fact, it was pretty bad. And I was kind of getting away with it without getting noticed. But things slightly changed on Saturday of week 4. The instructor suddenly decided to change the seating arrangement. Now before we go further, let me explain you how the seating arrangement in rowing works. I know this seems like a long story. But trust me, if you stay with me for a little longer, it'll all make sense in the end. So please bear with me. So if you imagine a rowing boat, it has two ends called the stern and the bow. And each seat in the bow is numbered according to its position going from bow to stern. So in a boat with eight seats, the seat closest to the bow side is numbered one and the one closest to the stern side is numbered eight. For simplicity, let's say based on the direction in which crew is facing, the first seat is numbered eight and the last seat is numbered one. And so the one sitting on the stern seat on number eight essentially controls the speed and rhythm of everyone else in the boat. Because the protocol is that you need to follow the person sitting right in front of you. So I've been getting away so far because I used to sit on seat number one, which is the last seat. So if and when I was out of sync, nobody ever noticed. But on that day, the coach said, let's reverse the seating today. Everyone should get a chance. So now I was right in front at position number eight and that was a complete disaster. My rhythm wasn't consistent. Sometimes I would go really fast and then I'd slow down and everyone at the back was getting frustrated, like super annoyed. So much so that at one point the coach gave up and he asked me to exchange seats and go back again. Now this was disappointing and humiliating at the same time. I mean, I'm someone who always tries to be exceptional at whatever I do. So when someone made me feel otherwise, I felt miserable. And from there on, I decided this needs to change. So I started practicing rowing on a concept to rowing machine every day for 15 minutes. I made it a point that every day after waking up, regardless of whether I was going for a workout or not, I would go to my gym and do at least 10 minutes of rowing. And I was lucky in the sense that my gym was in my building. So I just had to go downstairs. But I had to build it into a habit to make sure I do it every day without fail. I also wanted to wake up on time and go for my Wednesday classes. So I decided I'll change my morning schedule completely. So instead of waking up at 6.30 a.m., I started waking up at 5 a.m. every single day. Now that may sound like no big deal to some, but it was really hard. First day I woke up at 5 a.m., I just couldn't get out of my bed. I literally had to drag myself to the bathroom. I did that for three days and Wednesday morning I attended my class for the very first time. Now building that habit of waking up early was one of the hardest things I did that year. Because by then my Christmas break had started. 
So it wasn't like I was waking up early to finish my morning chores and get to work early. I was at home and there weren't too many things to do at 5 in the morning. So I started reading, something I'm still not good at. But for those couple of months, I did develop a habit of reading. One of my friends suggested me to read this book called The Rosie Project. As for him, it was based on my life, which clearly wasn't true. Although there were some similarities. But anyway, I started reading that book every day for 30 minutes early morning. And I sort of started enjoying this whole new experience. And obviously with consistent practice and dedication, my performance in rowing also improved eventually. And my coach was finally comfortable putting me in the stern position to lead the group. Now from the outside, it may look like I changed because of that humiliating experience. And while that's partly true, I think there's a lot more to it. Obviously not everyone has to wait for something extreme like that to get motivated, right? So what really happened? Firstly, I redefined my vision or purpose, the ultimate goal that I was working towards. And it was very clear this time, learn the skill and get better at it so you can lead the group. It was no longer some jazzy new sport that I was going to try because it sounds adventurous. I really wanted to learn this and not just learn, I wanted to excel. And so I was willing to do whatever it takes to get there, even if that meant willfully suffering for a while. And it's not like I was putting myself through hell. There were some days when I didn't feel like doing it, but I had a clear purpose and I knew that if I keep going, I will eventually get there. So I stopped avoiding it as it became harder and pushed myself even on the days when I didn't feel like doing it. And that exact same principle applies when you start working out. We often start off with no definite purpose whatsoever and give ourselves random reasons such as my friends are doing it so I should too or something like I put on too much weight so let's join a gym. It's great that you're taking that first step and I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. In fact, it's good to find some reason to start. But then eventually you need to find your purpose so you can focus and not run away when things get ugly. So ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I want to work out? What do I want to achieve? What am I willing to sacrifice for this? And be very clear and specific because that clarity will help you focus and then you don't need to wait for motivation to push you because you're going to push yourself and that's how it should be. Coming back to my story, the second thing that happened was I started making small goals which led to building certain habits and those habits by design helped me stick to my schedule and improve my performance. So I built the habit of going to the gym every morning so that I can practice rowing on the machine. I built the habit of waking up early and read a book so I could be at my training on time every Wednesday morning. Most people quit after a while because they don't give themselves enough time to build a routine. Because what happens is, when you have a routine, often adherence to the agreed schedule gives us a feeling of accomplishment, which in turn motivates us to do more. Science has an explanation to this, and it lies in the fact that when we set small goals and accomplish them, the brain releases a chemical called dopamine, which is often known as the feel-good neurotransmitter. Because it does just that. It makes us feel good. So when you build a habit, say for example, finishing your workout by 7 in the morning, and you do it regularly, your brain will receive a spike in dopamine every time you complete that task. And that motivates you to repeat that behavior again and again. Now this may not happen to everyone naturally. So the key is not to just go through those actions, but when you go through each one of them and you hit your small goal, you have to pause for a while and tell yourself this, that I'm heading in the right direction. I haven't reached my bigger goal yet, but I'm building the foundation which will bring me closer to it. So make small goals that are habit-based. And whenever you finish your workout, pause for a moment and first of all, pat yourself for that small win 
and then tell yourself that I'm heading in the right direction to build a long-term habit, which will eventually help me reach my bigger goals. And that brings me to the third point, which was, I got out of that downward spiral of inaction. I was missing my classes. I wasn't doing my homework or practicing on the gym machine. And as a result, my performance suffered. And naturally that led to a lack of motivation to go on further. And once I started doing those two things again, everything started falling back in place. I mean, it's not that magically my performance improved in a week. It took a lot of hard work and patience. And there were times when I felt like giving up. But you have to trust the process and tell yourself that you're heading in the right direction. And while I was in that process of performing all the actions sincerely, I started seeing my confidence go up. And that feeling became more and more stronger. If I keep going, I will get to where I want to. And often that same thing happens when we start working out. Initially, we are all excited to begin. But when that initial excitement dies down, we tend to get into that vicious cycle of inaction, which further lowers our confidence and obviously you won't see any results. Instead, you have to trust the process and keep going. And if you have your purpose and small goals in check, then taking actions will in turn motivate you to keep moving. And there will always be instances when you feel like you have plateaued and you're not making progress. But I will repeat, you have to trust the process and keep going. Because inaction will only lead to further inaction until it becomes no action. So get out of that downward spiral of inaction. The fourth one is probably the most important because that's what makes your execution effective, which is having a structured plan in place. I was able to follow and trust the process because I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. There was no guesswork there. I had an instructor and I was just following him. And that's one place where most people struggle. You may have a clear picture of your purpose broken down into small goals. But unless you have a structured plan, you wouldn't get that confidence to trust the process. So my advice to those who are starting off, or even those who have been working out regularly but feel lost at times, create a structured plan. A plan that aligns with your goals. If you can't make it yourself, get help. Ask a friend who is capable of guiding you. Or even better, invest in a good coach whom you can rely on. And then all you have to do is execute on their plan. That way you don't have to second guess what's next and focus on just one thing, doing. Now this brings us close to the end of this episode and I want to end it with this thought that the most important thing that we all need to keep in mind irrespective of whether we are motivated or not is doing. Execution and consistent execution is the key. If you're not in a mood to do a lot, do just a little. Go hang on a bar for one minute. Do 10 push-ups. Go for a walk. Play your favorite music and just dance. Start with something and maybe that will motivate you to do more. Because as much of a cliche it sounds, something is always better than nothing. Because taking actions gives you results and those results motivate you. And with that motivation, you take more actions. So get up on your feet and get moving. Start doing now. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you got something out of this episode and maybe it inspired you to take some actions. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and colleagues. It would mean the world to me. I would love to get your feedback. So feel free to connect with me on social media. The links are all in the description. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day. See you next time.